Welcome to the 180. I'm Eva. And I'm Rebecca. And today we are bringing you a different kind of episode. It's more casual, where we're going to tell you a little bit about our new theme for the upcoming month. Yes, exactly. So for our second month, the theme is going to be childhood films. So our favorites from when we were growing up. So Rebecca, tell us a little bit about your three favorite films. I found this so difficult to choose because I watched so many and I would go through phases of, you know, being obsessed with one and watching it over and over again, much to my parents' annoyance a lot of the time. Uh, (laughs) But the three that stood out to me, I think, were, of course, the Lizzie McGuire movie which I recently rewatched on Disney Plus. I was very grateful when I saw that it was on there. I oh, I just loved that movie so much. I wanted to be Lizzie McGuire. I used to say that I wanted to be a singer and then I realized I couldn't sing. So I mean that wasn't going to work, but you know, I I just I would I loved that movie. I watched it over and over again. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it, much to everyone's surprise who know me. Um, yeah, it's on my list, though. It is. <laughs> Please watch it. Now that it's on Disney+, Plus. like, you have to watch it. It's so, it's so cheesy, but, I mean, it's just such a good film. Um, another one of my favorites, though, slightly different, was Matilda. I loved Matilda, although I will admit I was absolutely terrified of Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> Matilda always reminds me of Annie it's I don't know if there's something to it yeah and that was actually another one of my, my favorites as well but yeah you know the scene in Matilda where uh, Matilda and Miss Honey go into Miss Trunchbull's house and then Miss yeah. Trunchbull comes back I used to be so scared of that scene that I couldn't watch it on my own. I had to get one of my parents to sit and watch it with me. Even though I knew exactly what was going to happen, I, oh, it, it traumatized me. I, but I still loved the film. So I was a strange child, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, little Rebecca being scared. <laughs> yeah, I, I was such a wimp. Uh, honestly, it was ridiculous. Um, and my third favorite, I think, is one that's probably less known um it's called life size it was with lindsay lohan and tyra banks um and it's about this uh girl who has a doll that comes to life play and the doll is played by tyra banks and this was one of those films again that i remember i got the dvd and i watched it one evening and as soon as it was finished I went back to the home menu and just pressed play again. And I think I watched it like four or five times all in one day. And I, yeah, I just, I loved it. And I'm really angry, right? Because I love Disney Plus. I am so happy that I have it now. But they Mm -hmm. have Life Size 2, which I don't want to watch because it doesn't look the same. But they don't have Life Size, which I don't understand. And it really frustrates me because I would love to watch that film again. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's disappointing <laughs> but yeah. I'm actually surprised that I've never heard about that film since I mean I know those two main actresses uh, Tara Banks and Lindsay Lohan 
So, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was one of those films that was probably not as publicized. It wasn't really, you know, when you have those movies that are more like TV movies or just, you know, mm-hmm. it was more like that sort of style. I don't know if maybe it came from Disney Channel. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, it, it wasn't as well known. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's it's a good film. So if you ever see it, I would recommend watching it. If you want an easy, fun watch, then yeah, that one is a great choice but what would you say were your three favorites so for me it's like I said it's a hard a hard pick as usual however there were three films that were very dear to my heart that I listened over and over and over again the thing is when I was younger I could only speak French so I listened to all those films in French. So those films are like, I rewatched them recently in English. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> Much <Yeah>. better. <laughs> I imagine but, it must be strange watching them suddenly in like a different language when you're used to being in French. <laughs> yeah. And especially when you're used to listening to it like every year more than once. So uh, my first one, it's The Cat in a Hat. I had my whole room decorated. Uh, I had a lamp, my sheets were all that. I had carpets, everything. Uh, it was it was scary, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was like orange, orange and blue. It's wow. not the best colors. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Florida and like the Dr. Zeus land in Universal? I, I know I like in the film it's like there when there's the big roller coaster and it's like oh you can try the ride at Universal Studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to go but I it took me a while to travel to Disneyland. I've only been for the first time last year and it wasn't the one in Florida. It was the one in California. Right. Okay. Yeah, no cuz I I went there when um I've been there a few times actually and what I've what I found really cool was that everyone working in that land they all have to rhyme so every single sentence that they say is all rhyming to kind of tie in with the Dr. Seuss vibe. Dr. Seuss is a genius he's oh wow so yeah that's that's my first film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My second film uh, turns out we have an actress in common in our top three uh, Hilary Duff. So one other of my favorite that I'd watch any time of year, even though it's kind of considered a Halloween film, is Gasper and Wendy. Have oh, you seen that yeah. film? I I vaguely remember watching it. Like you know, one of those films that you'd remember parts of. Yeah, I have seen it, but I I didn't watch it that often. If that makes sense. Okay, well, I I did. I uh, I dressed up as Wendy for Halloween. I made myself the little red costume. It was I wanted to be a witch. I've always wanted to be a witch, but mostly because of her. <laughs> it seems like we both wanted to be Hilary Duff, basically, when we were kids. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh well, but yeah, that was my second favorite film, and the last one. Um, it's Peter Pan, but the live action film from 2003 with Jeremy Sumter. I was in love with that Peter Pan, the, the little boy back then. Oh. Oh, that was an amazing film. I remember going to the cinema with my mom and dad to see that film. And it was just, 
I think my mom was kind of worried that I was going to be scared as I always was because <laughs> it was more you know live action but yeah. uh, she said like I mean I don't remember everything about the trip but she said I absolutely loved it and I watched it so many times growing up as well it's it's such I find it better than the original like I know some people will disagree with me but this marked my childhood this film it was I don't know it's it screams freedom in a way as a child Mm -hmm. it was beautiful yeah definitely yeah so what I loved to do when I was a kid I would re-watch the film over and over again kind of like I mentioned but I, I wouldn't just watch the film I would learn the lines automatically because, I mean, I've listened to all those films at least a hundred or like way over that. My mom knows the film by heart. That's how much I've seen those. But yeah, I memorized, I still know this one monologue from Peter Pan. It's in French, but I could do it for you if you want. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Okay, so it's uh, for those who are only Anglophones. It's the beginning of Peter Pan when Wendy is telling the story of Captain Hook uh, and she's kind of fighting with uh, her little brothers. All right. Quiet on set. And action. Et Cendrillon s'envola alors loin, très loin de tout ce qui était la eue ordinaire, mais... Elle se retrouva à sa grande surprise, entourée de méchants pirates. Il y avait Alf Mason, dont le corps était entièrement tatoué. Crochet, dont les yeux bleus mirzotis, lorsqu'il se jetait sur vous et vous plantait son crochet qui lui servait de main droite. Et prenait couleur rouge, ça. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's so cool. Because like I say, I watched that film so many times, but it's so cool hearing it in French. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's still good in French, but... It's very in English. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I, I love to do when I was uh, a kid with the uh, films. That's kind of where my passion started. Yeah, I mean, you know, you like you, well, we know you love acting, so it's clear that that inner actress was there all your life, basically. Oh, yeah, she was. She's she needed a way to come out, and it only it only took till CJEP right. <laughs> college. <laughs> but now I'm practicing theater, and everything is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, since. I know you're more a behind-the-scene kind of writer, camera, directing person. What was your way of taking the passion out when you were a kid? So for me, my love for film really did come through my love of writing. I have always loved writing, telling stories, just being creative in that sense. Since I can remember, basically, you know, I would always be using my dad's computer to type up little stories that I'd came up with in my head and things like that. And uh, as I got older, I started buying all these notebooks and I would take my favorite TV show or my favorite film and I would invent my own character. And then I would take all of these scenarios that may have came from, you know, other things that I'd watched or 
scenarios I'd seen in the news or just anything like that and I would kind of sit for hours just writing my own version of these shows or movies with the character that I'd created and I got so invested in doing this that I would actually when I would go to sleep at night I would always lie in my bed and imagine all of the stuff that I just wrote so it was almost as if I'd written the episode and then as I went to bed I would close my eyes and I would hit play and just like see it all like act out in a way if that makes sense so I yeah I would just spend hours doing this and I I think I mentioned in our first episode how I still have all of these notebooks stored away in my room I refuse to let anyone look at them purely because of how bad they are. Well, it sounds like you were doing fan fictions before fan fictions were a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I invented it and I just didn't even know. <laughs> like, no, I'm just, that, yeah, no, that's, I can't. Yeah, you, <laughs> I give you the credit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should get the credit for the whole idea of fan fiction, but you know, um, yeah, I, I just used to love doing this. I was never uh, sporty or, you know, I, I would much rather sit inside and watch movies and write stories and all those sorts of things and be creative than I would go outside and play. And even like I would, I love drawing as well. So I would draw my favorite Disney characters and I would um, imagine that one day I would get to work for Disney and, or when I would play with my dolls, I would take all of these scenarios and stories that I'd invented in my head and use the dolls to kind of act them out and, or even when I was with my friends at school, you know, you used to play like games, like you would make up games in the playground, like mums and dads, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was as if I was pretending I was handing out a script to all of my friends, like, okay, so you're <laughs> going to play this character. And you're gonna- <laughs> I think they hated me for it. But you know, it, I just loved it. I loved being able to tell stories. So yeah, I've definitely, like you say, I've always been more invested in the behind the scenes side of the industry yeah it's honestly for me it's something that came later I always wanted to be in front of the camera I still do but I discovered an incredible aspect actually many incredible aspects behind the scenes so now I'm pursuing both because I've been told by many important people who I've worked with why not do both you know I love directing and acting as much, so might as well do both. Exactly. You know, it's, it's again, it's like that um, quote that we've mentioned a few times uh, that my dad always says, it's like, someone has to do it, so, you know, why can't it be you? And I remember in the directing class with JP, he actually said that some of the best directors are actors. Yeah, that's true. I've, uh, well, I've noticed because I've, directed and acted in my own play and when you put in action your acting skill as a director your actor listens to you first they listen to you more and you know a lot more what you're asking from them you know because you're mostly doing um, acting exercise you're telling them to move places and if you've been in their shoes they'll trust you more because they'll know you've done it before yeah it you 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 know exactly how to approach them and 
you know it it must I'm imagining because obviously I, I don't do my um acting myself it must make the process a lot easier both for the actor and the director mm-hmm. it does so I mean obviously we've talked a lot about the things that we used to love and like in terms of watching and everything as we were kids but would you say you had like a childhood idol someone that you just wanted to meet well it was more kind of a group of people to be honest I was younger when the Disney Channel was very very good uh it was like the high school musical Camp Rock Hannah Montana Sweet Lies like and Cody Wizard Wizard of Waverly Place so during that time I I I would listen to those show on Family Channel, not Disney Channel, because that's what we had in Canada. But it was just all of those people. It was incredible. And they would also throw the Disney Channel game where they would all gather these actors together. Like all of them would show up. That's you can't see that nowadays. But for the Disney Channel games, they were always there. It was favorite time of the year I love those yeah I mean I was a big Disney Channel fan as well you know I I kind of uh as I was getting to a point where I was you know not really watching anymore that's I would say when it started to be not as great as it was when you know growing up like you say like Lizzie McGuire Sweet Life all those sorts of shows for me though I also really loved Nickelodeon oh yeah 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 yeah. there were a there were a few shows that I would watch on there um like our iCarly uh Drake and Josh I think Spongebob was on uh, Nickelodeon right yeah uh, Spongebob was as well I my favorite definitely was Drake and Josh uh I -hmm. loved and iCarly I was like I kind of went through phases of liking it so sometimes I would watch it all the time and then I would be more interested in another show but Drake and Josh I loved that show so much Victorious as well yeah that, that, that's where Ariana Grande got discovered yeah yeah sure. yeah that was kind of like her starting place yeah no they had some great shows there was one that uh, a lot of people don't really remember it was called Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide it was a- yeah I remember that show yeah and that show gave me such a misguided perception of what high school was going to be like. (laughs) I thought that you were just going to get to walk around the corridors and chat with your friends at your locker every day. Like, you know, that's that's what I thought it was going to be like. I mean, you're in Scotland. It it was obviously the the American way. (laughs) I know. I I was so naive. I was like, oh, high school is going to be great. I don't, you don't have to do anything. You're in class for like five minutes and then the bell goes and you're like back into the (laughs) corridor again. But, you know, uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was one of my favorites as well. But one of my top favorite TV shows is probably one that you haven't seen because I don't even know if it was shown outside of the UK. Uh, And it's called The Story of Tracy Beaker. It's based on a series of books by an author called Jacqueline Wilson. I loved her books. Uh, I met her like three times when I was younger. I just, I got her autograph every time she did a signing. But Tracy Beaker is a girl who has a very, very strong attitude. Uh, She doesn't take any nonsense, you know, she's very tough, but she lives in a foster home. 
it's like all these different stories you know and it 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 was a show that I think is very it it taught me a lot as a child because even though it is it definitely is a children's show it it was kind of like Lizzie McGuire in a way because you know how uh Lizzie McGuire had the little animation intercepted throughout yeah right yeah so they did the same with Tracy Beaker because the books had these illustrations in them and they animated them for the tv series in little sections throughout um mm-hmm. so even though it was a kid's show it taught me a lot and it touched on some really you know strong and serious topics that uh, I think were very important to learn about but yeah so that was another one of my favorites and that was actually one that I used to spend hours writing my own version of I yeah I was convinced that if I perfected this script I could take it to the producers of the show and they would <laughs> put it into the next series without a doubt but you know again we're so naive as kids we just think it's so easy to get into all these things that you just have to do it and you know I mean I think I think it's a good thing we're we're dreamers you know it's kind of like I I have this little uh tattoo of the word dream with the Disney font because for me that's where all of my dreams they began uh it was mainly the Disney films and I used to watch those and think, I can do that. Yeah. I I might do that one day. And right now, I'm pursuing that exact thing. And things are lining up s- slowly, yes, but things are lining up for me. And I'm going to keep working my ass off for things to work out. And it starts somewhere. And I think dreaming because when we're kids, when we're kids, we mostly do that. We just got to keep that little spark within ourselves. Exactly. I couldn't have put it better. You know, uh, for me, like I, like I briefly mentioned, I love drawing. And I remember one holiday I went to Florida and I made my own autograph book and I drew each of the characters that I was going to meet. And I remember uh, one of the cast members saw it and he said, you know, if you carry on doing that one day you could be working for Disney and I was so just like that was the biggest compliment anyone could have ever given me and that was really the thing that helped set my uh, dreams in motion and of course now I don't really want to do animation um, or anything like that but it was that encouragement that kind of gave me you know the drive to be like yeah no I this is what I want to do I want to tell stories I want to do all these creative things and not be afraid to say that that's what I wanted to do you know I think before I was kind of thinking people won't take me seriously if I say I want to work in film you know I think a lot of people I don't know if you've ever experienced it but when you say that's what you're studying they kind of they don't seem as impressed oh yeah it's like it's like that constantly they either they're like oh cool and they don't really think it's gonna go somewhere or they're like oh really you can't find jobs and I'm like have you seen the industry so many people work on so many film yes it's a very competitive field but at the same time there's so many opportunities as long as you keep working for it and you find a way to get them 
like it's it's possible Uh, yeah exactly and that's I think you're so right that it was these films and all of these things from our childhood that kind of taught us that you know that these things can happen if we put in the work and you know allow our passion to come through uh so yeah that's sort of what we're gonna kind of explore in different ways over this month you know we're gonna look at a couple of these films that we would have watched during our uh, childhood and kind of see how they came about but also the power and the message that kind of comes through them at the same time yeah and we wanted also to talk a little bit about childhood at the beginning of our season because we find it really important to know where everything started from and the films we're gonna show this month they're childhood films and there's very important factors in all of them so it's gonna be super interesting and we're have a we're gonna have an awesome guest at the end of the month who's worked at disneyland so that's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah he'll definitely have some interesting stories that's for sure but yes we are very excited about the upcoming episodes for this month you know it's giving us a chance to kind of revisit some of our childhood favorites which is always exciting for me I don't know about you but yeah I'm very excited about the next few weeks yes we're definitely hoping to bring back some great memories from your childhood Uh, I know I did while working on these films just talking today with Rebecca about all these things made me want to rewatch all those but for now this is it for today and in the meantime you've been 180